Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and this time around, going to be talking about, well, one of the bigger trends of the last eh, 15 years or so, I think, and that is high school musical. And the reason that I'm going to be doing that is because today's episode is elementary school musical now before i get into the episode let's talk about high school musical let's talk about the franchise and basically what made it so damn popular so high school musical was a disney uh it was a made for tv movie it was not and you know it wasn't something that went right to theaters it was a Disney Channel original movie. And it the first one came out in 2006. And it was so popular that it had a second one. And the second one was so popular that it had a third one. And the third one was in theaters. Now, with the movie, with the first one, um, it's, like, it got big ratings. It had 7.7 million viewers in its premiere broadcast, which is one of the highest the network has generated. Um, excuse me. So this movie is kind of a mix of Romeo and Juliet to a degree and the the main focus of the movie is on these two kids named Troy and Gabriella Troy played by Zac Efron and Gabriella played by Vanessa Hudgens so they meet at a New Year's Eve party at a ski lodge during winter break. I wish I could say I'm making that up, but I'm not. This is an actual thing. Um, They're called upon to sing a duet on karaoke, and then uh, we find out that Gabriella moved uh, to East High School, and that's where she meets up with Troy again. I'm not going to go into the whole thing because it's, number one, it's going to take forever. And number two, I have never seen this entire movie and probably for the better. But what this movie did was it made stars out of six kids. Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, Ashley Tisdale, Lucas Grabeel, Corbin Blue, and Monique Coleman. Those six ended up becoming huge overnight stars and the two that probably were the most successful from that were Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. Um, Zac Efron is doing a, a lot of movies right now and Vanessa Hudgens you know is doing um, movies and Broadway shows as well so those I, I would say were the two that probably were the most successful so after this first movie which got 
over seven and a half million viewers, they come out with a sequel the following year, 2007. This one gets 17 million viewers in its premiere broadcast. So it more than doubled the first one. Now, it's also success is in the soundtrack. It was certified double platinum in its first week and debuted at number one in the United States. Its lead single, What Time Is It?, made it to number six on the Billboard Hot 100. So again, you have the same six kids. You have the same six as the star, as the stars of the movie. So now, after you've done the two, you have to do a third one. You have to, it's the rule of threes, basically. But the third one, because of how popular the first two were, well, you can't do the third one on Disney. You can't show it on television. You have to do it in a movie theater. Its most expensive budget of the three, which, oh, by the way, I'm going to mention the other two previous, or the uh, other two. The first one had a budget of $4.2 million. The second one had a $7 million budget. The third one had an $11 million budget. The third one made $253 million at the box office. $253 million at the box office. Yeah, it was pretty successful. The film's soundtrack was also successful and debuted and peaked at number two on the Billboard 200. The album that was number one that it could not knock down, ACDC's Black Ice, which is a pretty good album in my opinion, but again, that's just my opinion. So, it, you know, after the third one, that was kind of the end of the franchise. Or so we thought. Because they would have a couple of TV shows to do. They had uh, Madison High, which was announced in 2010. Uh, it was ordered in 2011. And... It didn't really do much. Then, seven years later, we get High School Musical. The musical. The series. I'm not being redundant. That is the actual name of the show. It ends up premiering on Disney+. And it has been going on for two seasons with its second season premiering in May of this year so really the phenomenon that is high school musical never really went away even after the third movie had ended it just really didn't go away and I could tell you that it was popular because, again, I am an educator. 
Um, in the cafeteria, here are the kids from High School Musical in the Got Milk poster. So yeah, you know, it's popular. But the one thing I do remember the most about High School Musical is not any of the movies. It is one SNL skit that I remember so well. And Zach Efron was the host of SNL one week. And they do a skit where it's High School Musical 4. And they're doing the graduation scene. And Zach's character from the movies comes back and is supposed to do the speech. You know, the, the, the commencement speech. Well, he talks... It's such a good bit. He's like, Guys, I hate to break it to you, but it's not like our world. Everybody doesn't sing and dance like we do here. As a matter of fact, they all stare at you. They might even beat you up if you do it. And, the, and everyone is scared. And then here comes Walt Disney. And he's like, you can dance all you want forever and ever if you want. It, it was, it's one of those bits where it's like, yeah, I, I, it's kind of funny. It, it, it kind of is. So, um, so that's really my take on High School Musical and what I know about it. But Trey and Matt, you know, we're going to get somewhere with this one because it's time to review this week's episode, Elementary School Musical. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on November 12th, 2008. So the episode begins in the cafeteria where the boys are eating lunch and Carmen is making fun of Kenny because he has a bologna sandwich. How dare you, Carmen? I am a lover of bologna sandwiches. As a matter of fact, I have a bologna and cheese sandwich today. Anyway, so the boys are talking about... Well, the other boys are talking about going to see High School Musical 3 tonight, this Friday. And the girls start talking, and then they break out into a musical number. And this is kind of the thing theme of the episode is we're going to get so many breakouts of musical numbers and the guys are just like we're kind of out of touch you know we, we might not be popular so they decide that they're going to go watch high school musical one okay that's fair that's a good idea so they watch the movie and the guys are like we are never going to get into this. We're never going to do this. Alright? We're making a pack. Carmen decides that he's going to try to commit suicide. So, we get to school the next morning and... Hey! Carmen's still alive! And they ask, I thought you were going to kill yourself. And Carmen explains that... He did try by inducing carbon monoxide while sleeping under his mother's car with the engine turned on. The only problem is, 
his mother drives a hybrid car. So I guess that doesn't work. So we get into the class and Mr. Garrison starts to talk about the Berlin Wall in East and West and we break out into another musical number. And for the second time in a row, this boy named Bryden comes and dances and sings. And, okay, well, Stan's a little worried because maybe Wendy is going to dump him for this third grader. Okay, well, one grade difference, so that means Wendy is a year older. So, so Timmy tries to convince or convinces Stan to, you know, talk to Wendy. And he tries to sing, but he stopped. When Stan talks to Wendy and Wendy's like, oh, Stan... I'm not going to leave you. And Stan starts to have this weird feeling, like this down feeling. And he's like, I don't know. And everyone is following him and they're snapping their fingers like this, kind of like West Side Story. And they're waiting for him to sing. And he does nothing, which kind of upsets the kids. So then... um. You know, the, the, the boys are just like, we're not getting anywhere with this. This is just not working. And it's almost like everything they, you know, every time they go into the school or they go into a room, musical number, big song, blah, 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 blah. And then we find out that Bryden doesn't want to sing. He doesn't like it. He wants to play basketball. And Stan, you know, is talking to him, and Bryden's like, my dad won't let me do it. He thinks that basketball is for sissies. And Stan's like, you're in the third grade. When you get into the fourth grade, you're going to have to control your parents. You you talk to your dad tonight, and you tell him that you want to play on the basketball team. So, you know, Bryden gets this encouragement. And then we see Bryden's home. And... Mom is there, and here comes Dad. And he's so happy. He's dancing and skipping and doing all this stuff. And they start to eat. And Bryden tells his dad that he wants to play on the basketball team. And his dad is like, No son of mine is going to play a jock sport and be a jock. And he's like, if you do it, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> it it kind of, I, I know, mine maybe kind of sounds like Paul Lynn. I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, if, if you don't know who Paul Lynn is, uh, ask your local congressman. <laughs> so, the next day, um, Bryden is convinced by Stan and the, and the school basketball coach to go join him at recess. So, Bryden goes to the gym. He takes a shot or two, makes it. And one of the kids is like, Oh, with you on the team, Bryden, I know we're going to win. And then his dad comes. Now, his dad is named Mr. Queer Guirmo, which is kind of funny. It's, you know. So anyway, he's like, I saw the kids do a musical number at the school and you weren't there. Why weren't you there? So... You know, he tells his dad, and the basketball coach tries to, you know, tell his dad what's going on. And he's like, I'll hit you. 
I'll hit you. And it's like, there, I'll hit you. And then Mr. Mackey comes and he tries to get involved and he's like, I'm just going to hit you. I'll hit everyone in this damn skull. And, you know, he's dragging his son away and Stan's like, oh, shit, I messed up now. So that night, the Child Protective Service comes over. And they try to talk to Bryden, but his dad and the female worker freaks out and he's like, oh, don't worry, I got something for you too, bitch. And the mom is like, get out of here before he loses control. Um, so eventually now Stan... He's kind. He's contemplating. He's contemplating about you know being with the other kids, and then that's where we get the debut of one of maybe the more popular characters of the last several years, because the guys have their popularity is so low that they are playing video games with Scott Malcolmson. That's right. This is the debut of Scott Malkinson. I'm Scott Malkinson. I got this and the diabetes. And this is, this is where it begins. So Stan is like, guys, you are so low in popularity. You're hanging out with Scott Malkinson. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like the, it, the intro is great and it's just hilarious. So now we have school number. That's going to happen. And we find out that Wendy and Bryden are the leads in the musical. And Bryden is, you know, he's distraught. He's disappointed. So that night, um, Bryden is trying to run away. And the dad's like, you are not going to run away. You're not going to play basketball. You're going to dance. That's all you're going to do. Don't make me smack you. Bryden takes one punch to the face. He gives his dad one punch to the face. And he's bleeding. And then his mom does the same thing. And the dad is like, What the H is going on here? <laughs> and it's just such a great scene. Because the character, the dad character, is so ridiculously funny. And it's like, because, and again, I'm going to go back to High School Musical. This is what I know. In the movie, or at least in the first one, Zac Efron, while he likes to play basketball, doesn't really want to be a basketball player. He wants to join the school's musical show and the dad won't let it happen so basically what trey and matt did is the opposite of what the original plot of high school musical was so that's kind of a good move there i i like that so after that stan is watching high school musical 2 and the guys are like we couldn't believe it we just could not believe it you're actually watching this 
and Scott Malcolmson is there with them. And and then Stan makes a really good point, and it's kind of it's kind of a low blow, but it's kind of a funny low blow, where he's like, "Guys, you are so low on the totem pole. Butters is more popular than you guys." That's a thought. That is a thought. So, now we go to the basketball game that South Park is having, and Bryden comes off the bench for some reason. I thought he would have been starting. So the dad is there against his will, and, you know, all of a sudden we hear Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. And this is where, you know, hey, maybe... Maybe this isn't so bad after all. Because everyone's like, da 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 da, hey, da 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 da, hey. And the dad gets involved into it. So I, I want to mention real quick uh, about the song, Rock and Roll. So Rock and Roll is the debut single from glam rock singer Gary Glitter. It was released in 1972. Co-written by Glitter and Mike Leander, the song is in two parts. The first part is a vocal track reflecting on the history of the genre. The second part, which is the more popular version, is an instrumental piece. Both parts were popular in Britain, and the single went to number two on the British charts. In concert, Glitter merged into both into one performance. In the U.S., the instrumental version made it to number 7 on the Billboard Hot 100. This was used in sports, as a number of professional teams adopted the song for use during games, primarily to to signify scores and victories or to otherwise invigorate the crowd. It is often referred to as the Hey Song, as the only intangible word in Part 2 is Hey. It was first played in a sports setting in 1974 at games for the Kalamazoo Wings of the International Hockey League. When he, when Kevin O'Brien, who was then the team's public relations and marketing director, went to work for the Colorado Rockies of the National Hockey League in 1976, he brought the song with him. After the Rockies moved to New Jersey to become the Devils in 1982, the Denver Nuggets and Denver Broncos picked up the tradition and were the first NBA and NFL teams to play the song during games. At sporting events, fans often insert their own hey or sometimes other chanted syllables. In 1999, Glitter was convicted of downloading child pornography in England and in 2006 of child sexual abuse charges in Vietnam. After the second conviction was upheld in court, the NFL asked teams to stop playing the song. The NFL allowed a cover version of the song by the Tube Tops 2000 to be played, but in 2012, the NFL instructed teams to avoid, in quotes, the song following negative reaction from British media to the New England Patriots' use of the song. In 2014, Billboard reported that the song was slowly falling out of favor due to both the controversies and teams electing to replace it with newer songs. Now, I know 
uh, again, being a sports fan, uh, the University of Maryland would use that on uh, in for their basketball team, mainly the men's team, and it would be like, you know, ba da 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 da, hey you suck, da 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 da, hey you suck, da 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 da, hey you suck. We're gonna beat the hell out of you and you and you and you and you, and that was our version of it. So, um, but yeah. The song was very, very popular at one point, and now is no longer being used. The rise and fall of a song. So anyway, after that is played, We Will Rock You starts playing, and the dad's getting involved into it. This could be something. And then we get to the ending, where Stan comes into school, Bryden is in his basketball jersey, and the girls ask him, "Why weren't you at practice last, or at, you know, at warm-ups practice for the for the show?" And tells him about basketball. And then it happens. Stan starts to sing. Cartman starts to sing. Kyle starts to sing. Kenny, even though it's muffled, starts to sing and dance. It happens. They finally just break down and start singing they do the song the only problem is everybody else in the school starts to leave and scott malkinson comes over and he's like hey guys guys um everybody left and you know they're all stands especially disappointed he's like well i think they they just went with brandon because he like he plays basketball now, and, you know, they all like to watch him play basketball. Instead, it's just upset, and you can hear him, Ow! Ow! I worked so hard with this! And that's the end of Elementary School Musical. South Park's take on High School Musical. Now, before I give my grade, there is one other thing I want to mention. This is not the only episode, or the only show, with an episode named Elementary School Musical. Because, guess what I'm going to say? The Simpsons did it! Yep, the Simpsons did it. However, South Park did it first. This episode, like I said in the beginning, aired on November 12th, 2008. This episode, which is the season 22 premiere, aired on September 26th, 2010. So I'll, I'll read a little bit and then I'll read the plot of the episode. This, uh, in this episode, Krusty the Clown invites Homer to the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony in Norway. Later, turning out to be a hoax, Krusty is sued by the International Court of Justice for his many instances of public indecency. Meanwhile, Marge takes Lisa to a performing arts camp for a week. This episode was viewed by 7.8 million viewers and attained a 3.78 rating in the 18-49 demographic. So, here's basically the entire episode. As Homer, Lisa, and her friends watch the announcement of the year's Nobel Prize winners, they are astounded to hear that Krusty the Clown has won the Peace Prize. 
Krusty picks Homer to accompany him to Oslo for the awards ceremony, and Homer decides to take Bart with him. Their plane lands in The Hague, The Hog? The Hog, I, I guess. And it is revealed that the Peace Prize announcement was a ruse to bring Krusty there so he could be tried by the International Court of Justice for his deplorable public behavior over the years, such as dropping a monkey from the Eiffel Tower in Paris and stealing the act from a local clown in the Hague. Homer and Bart search desperately for any evidence to show that Krusty has made a genuine contribution to humanity and eventually argue that his refusal to perform at Sun City because he wanted potato chips led directly to the South African government's decision to release Nelson Mandela from prison. Oh boy. Even though these two incidents are not connected in any way, the court accepts this argument and frees Krusty, who immediately seeks out the nearest place to buy marijuana, the courthouse cafeteria. Meanwhile, Marge surprises Lisa by sending her to a performing arts camp for a week. She eagerly immerses herself there in music and theater, meeting several campers who love to break into song and two guitar-playing hipster counselors, Ethan and Kurt. When Marge takes her home at the end of the week, Lisa has trouble readjusting to normal life and looks for a chance to express her newly awakened creative side. She runs away from home and seeks out Ethan and Kurt in Sprooklyn, described by the counselors as the artistic hotbed of Springfield. However, she soon learns that they have grossly exaggerated the area, which is really a rundown slum, and that they actually work at a sandwich shop. They sing a song about the difficulties of being an artist, during which Krusty gets beaten up for accidentally announcing he is the prison snitch. Ethan and Kurt encourage her to return to her family and think about trying to make an artistic name for herself when she is older. As Marge arrives to take Lisa home, Ethan and Kurt show off a mural they have painted in her honor, which takes the entire side of a building. Guests include Jermaine uh, Clement, Brett McKenzie, Leah Michelle, Corey Monteith, Amber Riley, Ira Glass, and Stephen Hawking. Because if I want to hear a musical number, I want to hear it from Stephen Hawking. Okay, so, as far as this episode goes, the South Park one, um, it, you know what, it, it's tackling a very popular trend at the time, which is high school musical. It's one of those things where the kids loved it, and if you're an adult, you're either on the side of, I love this too, or I hate it. I, as you guys know, I've never seen any of them, so I can't say which side I'm on. But, as far as this episode goes, it's a good little parody. I mean, it's not terrible, it's not great, but it's a good parody. So, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10 as my grade. Alright, on to production notes. This episode, Elementary School Musical, was one of dozens of South Park episodes developed the Thursday before broadcast during a writer's meeting. High School Musical 3, senior year, had opened in theaters several weeks before and was a national hot topic. The team had previously mentioned the series as a target for satire. The initial idea the episode was based on was that everyone in South Park is singing high school musical style numbers, except for the four boys. 
Trey Parker joked during the meeting that his objective for the next week would be to write a full-blown musical. The writers returned to the idea not long afterward, and the episode was put into production. Parker and Stone watched the high school musical movies during the development of the show. The previous episode, about last night, had required the duo to view Ocean's Eleven in preparation, which they later remarked was an easier, more enjoyable task. Upon the realization that the songs in, high school in the High School Musical series appeared disconnected from the plot, Parker found it easier to write fodder songs in one week. Stone commented that the episode's story structure is unique and that characters are set up to make a decision, but the audience does not see that decision being made, and the story rather cuts to the aftermath of the decision. This is partially evident in the episode's final moments, in which the audience never sees the boys preparing their musical number, but are surprised with it at the end. Parker and Stone noted that the structure was further explored in the next episode of the season, which I'll mention in a little while. Stone noted that the children depicted in South Park are fourth graders, the target audience for the Disney films. He spoke in the DVD commentary of the episode on how kids at that age tend to watch television in which characters are older and often adolescents. Parker and Stone both admitted their favorite part of the episode were scenes in which Bryden Guillermo's father commands the lead as they found his character with his slapping abuse very amusing. Alright, now to some cultural references. Besides High School Musical, when the boys watch the film in an attempt to understand the phenomenon, a song from the original film, Stick to the Status Quo, is heard. When asked where the boys have been to be unaware of the craze, Craig responds, Peru. This is a reference to episodes from earlier in the season. During Bryden's basketball game, his father is swayed by the jock jam music played over the loudspeakers, which I talked about a little earlier. When Stan is pressured to sing a song in the episode, he turns to the only songs he knows. The standards. Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah, Go Tell Aunt Rhody, and Happy Birthday. At the end of the show, Kenny is seen wearing a Rolling Stones shirt. Travis Figgett of IGN commented that the episode doesn't make as much of the idea as it could and rated it a 7.5. DC Perry of 411 Mania rated it a 7.4 out of 10, compared it favorably to other episodes of the season, but wrote that being one of the best episodes of this season isn't really an accomplishment. It just feels like they're running out of ideas. And Sean O'Neill of the AV Club gave this a B-plus rating, describing it as a silly smart episode that nevertheless, never, nevertheless, I've got Malkathan that nevertheless ranks as one of the standouts from what's proven to be a very hit or miss season. Okay, let's go to IMDB and see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 1,900 people have rated this episode, and the average rating for this is a 7.7 .7 out of 10. 594 people gave this an 8. 430 people gave it a 7, that's the score I'm giving it this week. 333 people gave it a 10, and 48 people gave it a 1. To break it down in demographics, over 1,300 males have rated the episode. The average rating is a 7.6, with its key demographic being the 18 to 29 group, 
with a 7.7 rating. And for females, the average rating is an 8.1, with their highest group being 18 to 29s, an average rating of 8.3. So this seems to be a very mixed across the board kind of episode, but let's go to these reviews and see what people thought of this. Uh, let's start with Gangsta Hippie because well, I didn't read a Gangsta Hippie review last episode. Gangsta Hippie wrote, Elementary School Musical is a spoof of the popular Disney High School Musical franchise. Season 12 was not really as good as other seasons, though it did have some great episodes. This is one of them. I was in elementary school before the High School Musical films came out, so I don't know how kids in elementary reacted to this movie. I doubt they started singing musical numbers, though. The episode has all the kids loving the High School Musical franchise, while Stan, Kyle, Kenny, Carmen, and this new kid with a lisp and diabetes do not. I've got Malkathin. They watch the film and think it's stupid, but Wendy seems to take a liking to this third grader who is big on the singing dancing. Stan now must stop him. He finds out the kid likes basketball instead of dancing, but is abusive, and effeminate father will not let him play. This episode has some really funny moments, and is one of the best episodes of season 12. Alright, next review is from Tash underscore Goldie, who wrote, Without a doubt, this is one of the best episodes of season 12. The school has become obsessed with High School Musical, and everyone but the boys has taken up singing and dancing. Stan worries over losing Wendy to a third grader, and the other three aim to save their dignity by staying out of the fad altogether. It might be yet another movie parody, but let's face it, it's about time someone parodied High School Musical, and South Park's usual rude, crude, and controversial nature made the kids' transformation into the epitome of political correctness, with lyrics like everyone is special in their own way that much more jarring and hilarious. The domestic abuse storyline could have become unwatchable but was saved by its satisfactory resolution and the banter between the main boys was classic. Also the last song and dance routine just made the whole episode worthwhile. Bottom line, if you don't like High School Musical, you'll love this. And if you haven't seen High School Musical, just sit back and enjoy the music. Alright, that's a good review. Uh, let's go to... Oh, let's read a negative review. This is from Cinco Padded Rhythm, who wrote, I love South Park. I think the writing is brilliant, but this last episode of the High School Musical parody just made me very angry. Just watching the overly femme dad slap people was painful to watch. I think they pushed the limits on a lot of stories, but the actual hitting, even though it is a faggy hand slap of women and children, is just wrong. I have never fast-forwarded through an episode before watching this one. I just had to fast-forward the singing. I couldn't help but to cringe most of the time. This is the worst episode ever. I usually can get what the writers are trying to rip on and or their take on a certain issue of person, but this time I felt totally lost. I guess maybe it is just a whole peer pressure issue, but the gay slapping just made me confused. If I could give negative stars, I would give it negative infinity stars. I hated it that 
much. Okay, I got a couple more negative reviews, actually. This next one is, uh... Okay, this is from Phenomenus, who wrote, Episodes like these remind me of something once said by the creators in a documentary on 60 Minutes. It was something along the line of that they do a lot of episodes of spoofing pop culture and the like, but that their best and favorite episodes are the ones just about the kids, taking place within their lives. Maybe stuff like this is their reaction to that, or their true opinions. Because this was one of the many filler episodes that churned out about a hot pop culture topic that would soon grow old and stale within a year or more. There was really nothing memorable in this episode except for a line by Stan when the kids watch High School Musical, in which he says that if this is what kids these days think is cool, then we are really getting old, you guys and Cartman going to kill himself. Of course, he doesn't really and gives yet another bit of topical humor in freaking hybrids, man. I don't quite think this would qualify as what people would say of the creators running out of ideas. But episodes like these are memorable to only one group of fans. Those who like High School Musical. Even that wouldn't be enough to endear this to very many. It was clear filler. Okay, one more negative review. This is from Inig O'Pointen, who wrote, Boy, these names are wonderful. The ending is the most unpleasant betrayal of the characters I could think of, and the singing is unbearable, an all-around unpleasant episode for big fans of the show. It is a spit in the face of fans, or in the face to fans and characters alike. I knew Man and Trey liked to make Kyle, the best character, suffer, but I even felt bad for Cartman. This episode is torturous and is a real example of why I can't like Stan or any of his episodes as much as I should and why I feel that he has too many episodes focusing on him as what he has done caused this episode to be a sheer spit in the face to all who aren't insane sadists or find Family Guy and New Simpsons funny. This is the early signs of mid-seasonal rot for the show, although I feel that it's, it gets better in the later seasons. If you care about the show and its characters, don't even consider watching. Wow. Okay, I'm going to read one more review. Uh, this is from Neolby underscore Arseface, who wrote, Woo, Season 12 finally has an awesome episode under its belt. And it's all about the annoying High School Musical fad. Now, I've never seen any of these High School Musical films, but if they're anything like this episode, then um, I don't imagine I will be seeing them anytime soon. Everyone in South Park Elementary has seen High School Musical 3, apart from the boys. Crazed pupils constantly break into upbeat songs, and Butters turns into one of the popular kids. Dumbfounded by what they see, they all vow never to join the fad. But when Stan sees Wendy pining over Bryden, he realizes he could lose her. He doesn't want to sing, so he persuades Bryden he should pursue his dream. Enter Bryden's theater-obsessed father, who sings in sentences and abuses with a super hard flap to the face. He forbids Brian to play sissy sports, as it would be hugely embarrassing for him. Meanwhile, the boys, 
minus Stan, or hanging out with Scott Malkinson. These small sections in the episodes have in the episode have hilarious banter, which is another reason I like the episode a lot. I didn't find myself waiting for the episode to end, which is what has been happening more frequently with South Park. But overall, is a good episode and well worth the watch. So this one, some negative thoughts on this one. Kind of interesting. I thought, you know, sometimes you get either positive or mixed, but there were some negative thoughts on this episode. So that will do it. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. Excuse me. And join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. You type that in the search bar. Excuse me. And you're good to go. I think that bologna sandwich that Carmen was talking about earlier is catching up to me. Um, if you don't find us, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode. Well, there's one more episode to go, and it is the end of season 12. As the next episode is the season finale, it is The Ungroundable. Wonder what that one's going to be about. I doubt there's going to be musical numbers. I highly doubt it. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill, and I'll talk to you all next time.